John, John, do you hear that? Is this is this good? Where are we? Am I, am I in the right show? Where are we? What's happening? What it's this? new music, guys. Oh my god! Shout out to DJ Adventure Time for the tunes. Uh, that is our new intro, and welcome, guys, to episode thirty-three of Good Hang. All right, all right. New year, new things. I know we we're one episode late, but still, new things. Yeah, that's all right. Hope you, hope you like it. Yep. This week, I talk about me having a week off from work and getting stuff done. Yeah, and speaking of getting stuff done, we talk about the Patreon campaign and it's finally officially kicked off oh my god if you go to our Facebook our Twitter all that stuff you would have seen our Patreon page check out the video check out the links check out what you can help us out with and how we can give you some cool shit um, in game time, uh, sorry, in, in reread your shit, uh, we talk about a very interesting <laughs> letter we got from a Lithuanian listener. More on that later. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, I played. We played a little game. Little Oscar nominees came out today, so I challenged Nathan to a little bit of movie trivia. Oscar movie trivia. Fun stuff. It was a fun one. Check it out. Play along. Play along. No, this time, guys, I know we say it, but actually play along. I think this is a quite a good game. So I play think, along. I think, I think they'll have fun with this one. Yeah, I think so, for sure. If you're a movie buff, especially. Definitely. Uh, we go on to the news. In the news this week. Wait, wait we Nathan, have... did you know... What? That J.K. Rowling shared with Alan Rickman the future direction of his character so he could play a part... So he could play the part realistically during the early movies. Huh. Lily? Always. <laughs> Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. There, there. Also in the news, we talk about a, a hot new single. Uh, Dropping from, them beats. <laughs> Dropping them beats. Dropping the beats. A uh, hot new single from alleged rape victim of Bill Cosby. You're alleged. Gonna wanna, you're going to want to hear that. You're going to want to hear that. Uh, we talk about this little lady who got a chance to go up on stage, fulfilling a nightmare and a dream of actors everywhere. Yep. Yep. And then we get into the Oscars and about how, how white it is. It's so white. So white, you guys. Yeah, uh, there was a, we, we branched off into a, a whole thing, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, favorite thing this week, oddly uppity, we talk about favorite painters. Yeah. We, I think we got into a pretty interesting conversation about yeah. art and the state of the art. Yeah. State uh, of art. By the way, I, I said my favorite at the end of there, but my second favorite is um, Julio, he's my favorite painter, he did my health back in California. Uh, he's very good, he's has good. 17 kids. He's a very good painter. He's a tamale. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is the episode. I mean, sorry, yeah, we're going to listen to the episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for liking. And we'll we'll see you at the end of this one. Yep. And again next week. Get on our Patreon, you guys. It's everywhere. It's on Twitter, I assume. It's on the show notes. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And we appreciate you guys even more than usual today. Thanks, you guys. Have a good one. Enjoy. I just don't know if I, like this is this is late. This is the first time we're recording this late in a very long time. Yeah, I feel so up though. I feel so uh, I feel so awake. Feel so up. Ready to rock and roll. I feel, feel erect. Uh, feeling up like an old man and a vaguely Asian child. I'm so up that I got balloons on my house. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that movie this week. Mm-hmm. That movie starts off. As one of the most heart-wrenching, dramatic, story-driven cartoons ever. 
And it ends really beautifully, ends very sentimentally, but mm. the between part is just sandwiched in a whole bunch of weird shit. I, I think it's actually really, just really forgettable. I don't really remember much. The whole middle bit is just like talking dogs and birds. The only, f- that, that do- and the dog with the things. talking collar was vaguely funny. I remember he's like, Squirrel. Uh, Squirrel. Yeah, that's yeah. all I remember. I just remember that movie being like, it was it was bookended by amazing parts, yeah, amazingly right, paced right. emotional bits, and the whole middle was just weird. You know, what's fuck. Like I really don't. I think I've seen it only once. First of all, but I mean, I've yeah. seen the beginning ten minutes like maybe like five times. Oh I just love God. it so much. Yeah, I test myself every once in a while. Like, I'm not gonna cry this time. Jk, nope. crying right now. Gotcha. It's okay if you don't think it's and then and then you have to think about how sad it is. How like that old dude probably died. Like the year after maybe no that's what i'm saying it's bookended by these amazing parts that make you really think yeah but the whole middle bit is just like yeah, yeah, yeah no, i got you slush. i'm just saying that it makes it even sadder when you think that that dude was probably dead yeah like a year he probably did if that was a real movie he probably wouldn't have made it to the release no he's old as fuck what's his name again carl reiner not carl reiner rob reiner no who am i thinking about I the guy know. the voice the guy who's the voice let's look it up i know this ed asner there we go. Yes. <laughs> Cow Reiner. All right, then. Um, geez. What's that over there? What's where? Oh, it's the Good Hang Gang. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 33 of the Good Hang Podcast. Ooh. Ooh. I got to do the segue for once. It feels weird. What? I'm the first one who went, hey, hey, hey. Oh, you're the first one who did the segue. <laughs> 33. Yeah. 33. 33 used to be the channel number for the Disney Channel. Oh. Yeah. I remember when I used to know, like, TV channel numbers. I don't know them now. Yeah, mine is, like, (laughs) D-Drive, downloads, (laughs) slash. No, because now, like, I don't know if you've seen recently, but whatever it is, like, Mio TV or Starhub cable, there are an inordinate amount of channels. Like, they're all, it's all three digits now. That's all three digits, and, like, you gotta know, like, oh, it's 524. But it's more an organization thing, right? It's more an organization, right? They categorize them in, like, kids, sports. Like, the first number is the category. Yeah. I think it's HBO's are the sixes, and it goes to, like, 612. I just never know what, I don't know what channels are anymore. Like, I remember last time you used to, I used to be able to remember, like, all the StarHub cable channel numbers. Like, I I watched, I watched so much TV that I were, I was able to, like, memorize like just with my fingers what channel i want to watch and just like yeah. i wouldn't even have to look at a remote i used to be fleet fingered with my remote yeah I'd man <laughs> like 18 used to be star world 19 was axn 20 was mtv uh-huh and those are the channels those are like one section of channels that i watched after that 32 was nickelodeon 33 was disney channel 35 was cartoon network that was nice. another group of channels that i watched and then 58 was Star Movies, 59 was Cinemax, and 60 was HBO. You still got it in there, man. You're yeah, like man. a savant. Th- those were like the nine channels that I watched, so right. I always knew those numbers. Back and forth, back through 14 it. was CNN. No kid watches that shit. <laughs> right. But did, Okay, so a bunch of TVs, like a feature they had was favorite channels. Was that something you used? No. Okay, so in the remote control, you had the volume up, volume down buttons. You had channel up, channel down buttons. And you on mine, at least a couple TVs even had this. Yeah. was favorite up, favorite down. Oh, I did not have this. Dude, it was high tech, man. I was, I, once I figured it out, I feel like I hacked the system. I did not have this. I did, these were low tech remotes. No, no, this is low tech too. This was like mid-90s and onwards. But anyway, so what, it would, what you would do is that you would go to a channel and you would hit some kind of button or press and hold a button and it would save it as a favorite. Huh. You go to another one, save it as a favorite. So that when you skim through it, like how you were describing, yeah. it would just only go to your favorite your channels. Favorite channels. So instead of you inputting all those buttons, you just have to press one button. Most impressive. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> 
Ooh. How are we doing today, ladies and gentlemen? Hope you're doing good. Doing good? Yeah, man, it's late. And, like, let's let's try and make this episode as tight as possible, because tight. it has to come out, like, in a couple hours, and I don't want to edit so much. This is true, and I have to do a write-up. <laughs> but I'm feeling perky. I mean, this, perky? I've, I've been, yeah, so you want to get into the first section? Let's go. Let's your get your, your nipples it. are quite visible today. Right? You can cut glass. <laughs> Hey, what you been up to, John? Oh, are you asking me? I'm asking okay. you. So I took this week off from work because, oh, for real? yeah, yeah, because that's why I'm so peppy and full of verve, so full of life. It has not been sucked out of you from no, no. from the universe. Yeah, and I, I the look universe at you now, has like, not sucked out the life. Not this week, anyway. I'm looking at you. I'm like, oh man, is this what we're both usually like? I think so. <laughs> but I took no. I took this week off because this is the week, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, uh, back like we teased it back in episode seven or whatever that I'm getting my tattoo this week. Yeah. So kind of fun story. I was supposed to get it on a Monday. Uh-huh. Got up, Just got excited, had a friend off. with me. Yeah. I went there. It was closed. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I called the guy. He's like, hey, no, bro, you're scheduled for tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I'm not scheduled for today. We even emailed about it. And I'm like, well, you know, he's right in this situation. He's the one with the tattoo gun. And the yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. so I'll come back tomorrow. So I came back to, that was two, so that was Monday. Yeah. Came back the tomorrow, which is today, which yeah. is Tuesday. Yes. My frying your brain with the time no, and space no, All good. All good. And like he showed me the initial design, and I was like, "That's oh, a bit iffy." He was like, he didn't like it either. It was based <laughs> off like a, of, a, of an email I sent him a long time ago that he was working on. Oh, yeah. So we spent instead of actually getting down to the tattoo, actually inking it, we just sat there on Photoshop, and he just pulled all the different conceptualizing. Conceptualized it, and right. the design looks badass. Like it looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's everything I wanted. I can't wait to get it, and I'm getting it now on Thursday. Nice. A day before I go back to work on Friday. Ah, uh, jeez, you're gonna be. And a good amount of pain. Yeah, yeah. Should be fun. It'll be all red. Actually, I don't know. Like I've received so many varying degrees of intensity from like like tattoo stories. Mm-hmm. Some people they're able to function like right after like a. a ta- I was about to say operation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Some people are able to function perfectly right after they do the tattoo thing. And some people, they need to have like two, three days to like yeah, that's, hide in their room. That's why I want to take the whole week off. And also, yeah. I needed a week, a holiday anyway. Like last month was crazy. Like I said, I was feeling a little depressed because yeah, I think yeah. the work that was too much. But no, man, I'm feeling good. My attitude's up. I've been super productive this week. I've cleaned my room. I haven't done that in like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that ever. Cool dude of an attitude. I vacuumed my room. Dude, my life is just getting. It feels. It feels good. It feels like it's a lightning. I'm letting go of things. No, it's, it's nice. It's nice inked. to get shit done, man. Like for shizzle. And like the best thing about getting shit done is that the idea of getting shit done can sometimes be intimidating, and like getting it started can sometimes be a bit like, uh, why do I want yeah. to do that? But once you start doing shit. Like, you just start doing... Just go. Yeah, you get on, like, a do roll. Like, know? I can't believe, like... I don't know why I'm like, I don't want to answer emails. It's so easy. It's so easy. I don't know why. It's so, it's so easy to answer emails, clean your room, <laughs> reorganize your shit. No, I've, my room like, is pretty fucking hard to clean. It's yeah. tough. No, but see, like, once you get started, you don't really stop, you know? Yeah, I remember that's true. I remember, that's when true. It, like, the times when I reorganize my stuff... Sometimes it gets a bit intimidating. Sometimes I don't want to do it. But once I get started, it's kind of like... 
why didn't I do this before? Exactly. It's only and taking me 20, 30 minutes. And it feels so good when you're done as it's well. It's great, yeah, because you, you can get more things done from there. It's like a catalyst, you know, right. like cleaning your room or organizing. That's like a catalyst of getting more things done. Absolutely, absolutely. But like yeah. this week has been so good. I've been watching and, and because I've been productive, but I've also been like watching so much media. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have some tons of stuff to recommend you guys out there. Um, we'll probably talk about it more some other times, but I finished how to get a, uh, making a, making, how, <laughs> how to make a murder, how to, how to get, get away with making, making a, murderer. a murderer. Yes. Amazing. That we, yeah, that was an amazing show. You guys, if you haven't watched that on Netflix, it's great, but I really want to draw my, your attention guys to two things. The first is this amazing TV show that's getting no real love, but has been renewed for a second and third season. Thank God. Jane, the Virgin. No, but I hear that's good too. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, this show is called you're the worst. And you're the worst around. Nothing's ever gonna break you down. You're the worst around. Sweep the leg. Put him in a body bag, Jimmy. Fighting the fight. Okay, anyway, it's like called. No one knew what we're talking about there. And no one. It's karate kid. Um, you're the worst. Is a TV show, not on FX, Nathan, but F. XX. XX. Okay. Yeah, it's like the show that the channel that no one knows about. Describe the premise. Um, it's about this guy who's the worst, and he meets a girl who's the worst. So it's they, fictional. Yeah. Okay, that was it's a, a fictional sitcom. No, sorry, it's a sitcom show. It's a okay. sitcom. It's a comedy. It's a dramedy. Actually, it's probably. Um, I'm, there's nothing really I can think of that it compares to. It's 30 minutes. It's, I, I love that shows are like that now. Yeah. Like, there's new shows coming up where, like, I don't quite know how to describe this. Exactly. Like, I think the first one that really did it for me was Louis. Louis, definitely. I didn't know what to call Louis. Definitely. Comedy, drama, absurdist, theater. Eh. Bit of all that stuff, yeah, which is man. great. Um, okay, so a guy who's like a, a, Brit- a British guy living in uh, L.A., uh, had came out with one book, but hasn't done anything since doing drugs, fornicating, just lost his girlfriend, mm-hmm. meets a girl who's on a tailspin, is an alcoholic, has no job. Um, and the two meet and they fall in love. And that's what in ups and downs of that. And, um, season one was good. Season two brought it up to a whole different level. <laughs> they, they de- like a li- slightly spoilers, but I think you guys should watch it. Um, it dealt with the, one of the characters having a severe, severe depression. Okay. And the way they handled it was like, oh, it was heartbreaking because like I've been there. Um, and but like the comedy that they that, that how they used to lighten it. And one of the other characters got into a long form improv team, and I was like, oh my god, it's like this TV show was made for me. Um, I highly recommend it, guys. Go, please watch that. Check out the show notes. I'll put the link to the trailer. You're the worst around. That that's crazy that like there's so many shows out there that I don't even I didn't even know that this show existed. I yeah. tr- like before you said I I, I, I no. it's not even the kind of thing where like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. I'm being mean check it out. No, I have not heard of the nope. show at no all. No one's but- ever heard of this one. This one and Mozart the Jungle are my two hidden gems. There's so many there's so much fucking content out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess I think it's cool that like it's being made so available right now in this region, especially because I feel like before it was almost like a secret club where people have to download shit and like, yep. really watch the stuff. So it's nice that Netflix is here. Um, people can like have shows again, you know, have shows that everyone can watch together at the same similar-ish pace. Like Making a Murderer. Oh my god, I cannot. It's so I, great. I want. I really want to talk about that show, but I feel like. I want to give people time to watch it first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And maybe do like an episode where we have a guest come in and we talk yeah, about that shit. Yeah. That'd be great. We do like a bonus episode only available to some people. Yeah. Ooh, speaking what? of which. Speaking of which. Nathan, okay. what have you been up to this week? <laughs> so John and I have been hard at work trying to um, 
come up with a Patreon page. And what? It's, it's been in the works for way too long, and we've kind of been like... Um, goose stepping around with like how to yes we've been goose stepping around Hitler style <laughs> yes just like the Nazi Reichsback or whatever yep. the they're called uh, just trying to trying to figure out how exactly to put this out into the world because um, we're an independently run show we have been for thirty three weeks now and everything that you hear everything that's made everything that is that all our contents being hosted on is being paid out of our own pockets yep. because we really love doing this uh but we figured one day hey like why not start some kind of uh patreon where we get like people that really want to help us out and so not everybody you know but people that really want to help us out and try to you know get a little bit of a kickback from the show and be able to justify um basically disappearing from the world like, <laughs> two, three hours a week <laughs> to, laughing to, on the bus to create no this, why. to create this content. Um, but yeah, we never really knew how to package it properly up until like just these last few weeks when we really hunkered down and filmed some stuff, uh, uh, put the campaign together. So yeah, by the time you listen to this episode, I believe our Patreon page should have its soft launch up and up and running. Woot. Um, so you'll be able to help out if you choose to, um, through Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's essentially a service, not a service. It's, it's a website where you can help out independent content creators mm-hmm. make their content bigger and better through like a small. Yeah. It's just flipping around the paradigm. Almost. Cause I mean, for, you know, for all of time, actually not really, but like basically general economics market whatever it's like you want that thing okay give me money and i'll give you that thing yeah here we're giving you the thing we have no problem giving that thing but how about you and if you guys want to you pay what you want us to yeah we have recommended level of recommended amounts that have certain perks Mm -hmm. certain rewards but really just give what you can and we thank you very much so check that out Uh, there's a fun little video like that's what nathan's been up to he's been editing this video like a madman it's great it's hilarious i love it so much there there are rewards as well though so it's not like you just give us money and you get the exact same shit that you've been getting this whole time just like just like with anything crowd surfing we we want to we want to reward you because we feel like um if you want to take the time and you want to take um uh hard-earned money from your pocket to help us we want to give you a little bit something extra rather than just give you the same stuff that everyone else gets. So um, we're going to be launching a premium page uh, just Ooh. for the help, the helper outers, the, 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 sure. little, the little secret elves. Um, there's also things like, oh, if you if we reach this goal, we will even start doing two episodes a week. And I, th- I think that's something that a lot of you guys have been secretly wanting for. Not that secretly. You've been very verbal about wanting more episodes. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we need to be able to justify taking time out of our week, out of our work lives to do this. So sometimes that means just a little bit of extra cash. Not like an exorbitant amount, but just enough to, you know, function. Yeah. As, as as people, at the very least, if we break even, I'll be happy. Oh yeah, I mean, right now <laughs> we've been digging a loss for like the last. Yeah, we're, we're in the red or weeks. whatever. But it's fine. We love you guys. Um, turn your damn sounds off, John. At and least that, that's the sound of my love. Once every episode, at that's least the sound be, of my love. Be professional. <laughs> be pro- yeah, but that's what we've been up to. I have to be professional. We're not, it's not like we're making any money off of this thing. Uh, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that's what we've been up to, guys. <laughs> How, we don't uh, do an outro right? I keep forgetting I, outro, just, intro, outro, no, I, outro, can't, I can't yeah, be bothered yeah. with the outro tea tea do people like this sound I like this sound a lot 
Yeah, uh, just, like I'm, I'm relatively neutral on it. You don't like it? It's okay. I really like the sound. The sound of stirring? Yeah, like like a, a spoon on a, a porcelain cup. Porcelain. Love it. Ooh, um, do you want to talk about Lithuania? I do. <laughs> that's that's how I read. We read your shit, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess I guess yeah. that's we read your shit. Get into it. This is a cool <laughs> story. Wonder what we're talking about. Stick around. This is what we call a teaser, John. Yeah, <laughs> good job, Nathan. Listen to us talk all day. You've got things you wanna say. All you do is ask. Cause we read your shit. Yeah. Okay, we <laughs> we got a really different we read your shit this week. Yeah. Uh, we got an email, Nathan, from a Miss Leva. Uh, I think the name can be private. Yeah. <laughs> Level Lithuania. Okay. I thought it would just be funny. Just, I, it doesn't matter that I, that, I, that Nathan will let me say her name because I can't say it. It's the yeah. most the, the letters that don't go. There's a J in there. One in the of those it's European weird. names. She goes, hello, I am rights manager Leva, blah, 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 in... Uh, God, there's so many... This is so hard to read. <laughs> okay. I am rights manager Leva in Sveza Publishing House, which is a publisher of educational literature in Lithuania. Because they need education, too. Don't they? Yeah. Let me turn to you with one request. This year, we are going to publish a student's book about preparation to exam, listening part. The book is called Listening Before the Exam. In the inside pages of this book, we would like to use your soundtrack. HTTP SoundCloud dot... John Nathan slash Good Hang. Hey, SoundCloud. Hey. That thing, that thing. Is anyone listening on SoundCloud? No, they can't because this isn't on SoundCloud. It should be. <laughs> so I would like to kindly ask you in what conditions we could use your soundtrack in our book. We would very much appreciate if you could give us your permission to use your soundtrack. They've turned Russian slash Hawaiian. I it's think. a Lithuanian. It's a former Soviet okay, okay. satellite. I don't know. Is there any questions or suggestions? Please feel free to contact me. Thank you in advance. Look forward to response. Best wishes from Lithuania. Yours truly, Leva. Basically, the long and short of it is Lithuania wants our podcast to teach the children. They want, they need us. They want us, nay, they need us to teach their children English. They need children. They're going to listen to episode number eight, Bacon, Whoa. Kale, Fire Sharks. When I first saw this, I was so scared because I was thinking, first of all, Spam. Is, I thought well, spam. Yeah, spam, because it just looks like spam. Any, anytime you get stuff from Lithuania or Russia or Africa, it's spam. Yep. But uh, it was legit. She responded yeah, we, we, in kind. We, we messaged her back yeah. almost out of just curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still so confused because I don't know if... I, I, I don't know what part of the track she's looking at. Here's here's the my, the gist from what I can understand. I th- this episode I is so far away that I don't even remember what the hell we talked about. Me neither. I don't think there's a specific thing. I think basically what they want is just to take a clip of people talking in English, speaking in English, uh-huh. and I guess they're going to play a little bit of our track, Yeah, and then they're going to have to answer questions on that track to see if they comprehend it. Uh, so like they like what is best food in Singapore and oh, bacon okay okay okay, okay. so where, be like where in is, this audio clip how many dick jokes yeah exactly exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly got it okay okay is how this, many times does the handsome one allude to his penis talking about you thank you yes all the time <laughs> so yeah I mean so we said yes um, we said yeah sure just give us 
give us a little bit of credit and yeah. send us two copies of the book. I really want to totally see this book. <laughs> like, I, there's a chance we could have made hundreds of thousands of dollars on this thing. You don't know. We don't know, but yeah. Again, we do it for the people. We, we do, do it for the education, people. baby. We do it for the people. We do Trying it to make to them help happy. people out. Also, like, who's to say that they're using it for like positive education? What yeah. if it's like? What if it's like? Oh, this is how not to use English. Yep. Check out the tenses that this bitch get messes up. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so funny. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious. But I, that's why I love the internet, you know, because I, I, I post up a good amount of stuff on like SoundCloud and Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff. And the responses that you get can be so pleasantly unexpected mm. sometimes that you get stuff from all over the world. That's just like, oh, hi, I'm from Vietnam. And today I saw this and it made me really happy. I'm like, bitch, I don't know anyone from Vietnam. I love you. <laughs> I love you. You know, it's 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 so nice to, to, to see and hear from complete strangers from across the globe and i love that the internet has kind of done that to, to entertainment Look, or man, content in general if i if we went in back in time right now to john and nathan of episode one and be like you guys check this out in about 25 episodes someone's gonna ask you from lithuania to use eight. your shit yeah no someone eight ish episodes from now is gonna no someone in the far future someone's gonna go back and talk about episode eight and okay now we're in fucking time paradox territory no no okay if someone told us prior to the recording of episode eight that hey mind what you say this is going to be used for lithuanian educational purposes i'm gonna say what which, which, one's, which one's lithuania again which one uh fun fact trivia uh how does the lithuanian flag look like like the singaporean flag what colors are they red white and blue nope no what yellow green and red yellow, i just i just it's one of those red. things that i just know out of nowhere I don't know what order they're in, though. I believe it's yellow, green, and red. Oh, it's like it's down. like a bar, yeah, either yeah, Germany yeah, yeah, yeah. or Ireland style. Yeah, it's like up to down yellow, green, red, right? Or is yeah, it, it looks green, it looks red? it looks African. It's yellow, green, red. It looks like yeah. I'm not, anyway, I've never been to Lithuania. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe, maybe we'll be huge in Lithuania. World tour. <laughs> oh my god, we could <laughs> a good hang world tour. The hang is going to Lithuania. <laughs> could be our first video podcast episode. Two Chinese men make the funny joke. All right, beat by four That's all I got. That's for. yeah. This this is a very light. We read your shit this week because we right. we got a lot of news to talk about. So we do, we do. Moving right along, we gotta hunker down to the news, or we can play a game. What would you like? Uh, Traditionally, game goes here. I could do a game. Let's do a game. Let's do a game. Let's do a quick little game. Game time. Game time. What you got for me, John? All right, Nathan Hartono. After last week's devastation, indeed. <laughs> Uh, the Oscar nominations came out this week. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, not a lot of surprises, really. I mean, I was slightly surprised mm. that Straight Outta Compton was not nominated for anything except Best Screenplay. Yeah, we'll get to that news, because a lot of people are pissed off about Creed and Straight Outta Compton, including myself. No, I mean, I kind of understand Creed, because it's not the kind of movie they typically do, but I thought Straight Outta Compton is right up their alley. I think both of them should have gotten some love. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, anyway. Anyway, um, so what I got is a little, uh, little game here about the Oscars. Na, little na, trivia. Na, 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 for Hollywood. Feeling good. Okay, anyway. Suck my wood. 
Okay, I got 10 questions here. They're different, all different kinds of things. Some are multiple choice, some are just, you know. So I need to get six right? You need to get six right. You need to get six points. Bring it, bitch! Are you ready? Not really. I know very little things about movie You'll be statistics. Fine. I think I'd be, I th- okay, I'm putting it right now, and you can, you can isolate this audio and play it back when it's wrong, but I'm like, I think I've gotten to the point where I can hone and not make the game too hard, but not make it too easy. I think this is a good level now. All right. I think you're not going to be mad at me after this one. Right. We'll see. <laughs> Everyone play at home, grab your pens and papers, and play along, because this is going to be a fun I one. I got my pen and paper. All right, number one. Okay, this is starting a little difficult, to be fair, but you'll be fine. <laughs> number one, my, my personal favorite to- uh, actor, Tom Hanks, has won back-to-back Best Actor Oscars in 1993 and 1994. What were the title of those movies? Half uh, point, Dell, you feeling get one. Jeez. Um... 1993 and 1994. Okay, so Forrest Gump came out around 91, 92. So I'm guessing he won that in 93. And then right after that was... Was it Green Mile right after that? No, Green Mile was much later on. You're right, it's not Green Mile. Uh, This is a great film, by the way. Really, I mean, obviously, really good acting job, but one of the best acceptance speeches I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, what was after Forrest Gump? Because I'm fairly positive 93 is Forrest Gump. So 94... Not that it's going to help you out, but actually... You need the... You have 90... Forrest Gump is 94. I'll give you that one. That's that's Um, a freebie. So what's 93? Uh, I don't know. Philadelphia? Um, let's say 94, Forrest Gump, 93... I'm just going to say Philadelphia because I truly don't know. That is correct! Yay! 1993 was Philadelphia. 1994 was Forrest Gump. I'm going to make a little note to myself here. You guys, this this speech that he gave um, for Philadelphia was one of the most beautiful things. We'll, it was actually, we'll put it up in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put it up in the show notes. I'm making a note to myself to do that. Um, yeah. It's so good that writer Aaron Sorkin stole it and used it in an episode of West Wing, the greatest show in, in the world. <laughs> Still haven't seen a single episode of that. Oh, I remember West Wing as the show that I because I remember like back in the old days when I was watching TV, there would be commercials for West Wing and commercials for Jag, and I Jag. always thought those two were so the, different. I always thought those two were roughly the same show. It's <laughs> completely different. Oh, that girl on Jag though. What's oh, her name? Catherine Bell. Yeah, is that her name? I don't know her name, but she's, she's a hell of a sex scene in this random movie. Gorgeous. Um, they do it on a chair. Uh, okay. Fun fact, only four people have done the back-to-back Oscar thing. Um, the last one was like, I should have wrote this down, but it's like way back in the 70s or something. So, Tom Hanks, the last one to do that, back-to-back. Hmm. Oscars for Best Actor. Number two, and this is another half-point, uh, half-point half thing. Two sequels have won the award for Best Film. Name them. Okay, so Godfather is definitely one of them. The Wait, next which one, which Godfather? Godfather Part Two. Okay. Uh, the next one. What other sequel? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, because I truly, I don't actually know this, but I'm just going to go by like sequels that I liked and say Aliens. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Godfather Part Two is correct. Yeah. Return of the King. Oh, was the shit. second movie, second sequel. Two yes, Towers he, didn't win, by the way. I forgot what won that year, but... What didn't win? Uh, two Towers didn't win. Return of the King did. Return of the King's the last the one. The third right? one, yeah. Oh. Look at that. Yeah, see, I don't think of these movies as, like, sequels. It's almost They're like... just one thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, one yeah. thing, you know, because... Like, nah, that's weird. Okay, cool. But okay. One and a half, then. 
Um, here's another half, half one. This one's kind of fun. Name the uh, what was I thinking? Aliens could never win an Oscar. <laughs> no, I don't even know if it was nominated for anything. Maybe technical stuff. Okay, it's great though. Another half, half one. Name the father and daughter pairing that both won best Oscar for best screen. Oh, excuse me, who won an Oscar for best screenplay thirty three years apart? Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, famous daughters. Uh, Lake Bell. Is Lake Bell someone's daughter? Yes, she is. I mean, more than likely, <laughs> I think there's a 60% chance that she is um, someone's daughter. I can't remember if Lake Bell's father or someone else. Because she got... She, uh, no, it can't be Lake Bell. She's too obscure. Um, mm, famous guy... I guarantee you know this. It's going to bum you out when I tell you. Catherine Bigelow? No, that's not right. And Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> um, Jeez... Repeat the question one, one more time. Okay, name the father and daughter pairing that won the best Oscar screenplay 33 years apart. One Francis Oscar. Ford Coppola and Sofia Coppola. That is correct. Yeah, bitches. That's a point for you. So you got two and a half points. Eat a dick. You're doing well, man. I told you. I love Sofia Coppola. She's great, man. So yeah. that, that was obviously for uh, Godfather, Godfather Part 2, and... Lost, Lost in, in translation, translation, which I think I've been watching a while. I have never seen that movie. Have you really not? No, it's the movie that like film. it's the movie that's so into the zeitgeist that I kind of roughly know what's yeah. up. But I've never seen that movie because it was just like one of those movies where when it came out, I was too young to even yeah. try watching it. Yeah, yeah. And I just never got around to checking it out. It's good. It's a good balance of like it's an art film that's like approachable and has yeah. a good sense of humor. And I just know he whispers something to her at the end. That no one knows people what go it crazy is. about. No yeah. one knows what it is. Watch yeah, it. like there's so many movies sidebar here. But there's so many movies where, like, when it came out at a time where I just wasn't primed for these sure, movies, sure. Go I just back to never it. got around to them. Like, That's I a feel good like wave. I feel like I need to list them all out because I remember um, I really first started watching those movies that I missed out on, mm-hmm. with starting with Armageddon. That was like the first movie that. I was like too young to appreciate when it came out and I watched it like in my fairly That's a weird one to throw up there. I know. I think, I think it, mine would for me would be like Godfather or yeah. Casablanca. Cuz I you know, cuz <laughs> like, like maybe I'm thinking about this a different way. <laughs> no, because because like when Armageddon came out I was like a single digit age, I sure. believe. 97. Was yeah. 97? Yeah, I was a single digit age then. So I never really got around to watching it up until I was I think 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch Armageddon until like just a couple College. years ago, yeah. Yeah, and I I really liked it, and I was like, holy shit! There's hey, so many holds up too. It holds up so well. Yeah. I remember like I was texting the friend that recommended it to me like while I was watching the movie because it was so fucking intense. So- I was like, oh my god, he just died! Oh my god! <laughs> like I was so I was so engrossed in it, and. Uh, starting with that movie, then I kind of dis- I, I delved into a whole world. Probably not eighteen, maybe like sixteen, seventeen. Sure. And then I, I delved into this whole world of movies that I missed out as a kid, like Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption. Um, yeah, that uh, those films make more sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but, but like Armageddon was just like a nice entry. Yeah, point, yeah. I you guess know? you're saying. Yeah, you should listen to that. We should do like a movie marathon sometime. Bruce Willis. Because because I've been I've been on a I've been on like a semi once i had that realization as well when i was around 16 17 i was like okay i need to start watching these films yet yeah. uh f- films now and i've knocked off godfather which i love multiple times i've saw <laughs> citizen kane silence of the lambs was one i didn't see for the longest time oh i've actually seen that okay like a lot of people are gonna get upset with me because i claim to be fairly into movies but i've never seen any of the godfather trilogy we have to watch that i haven't seen basically you haven't watched either of these movies godfather or no okay basically i haven't seen godfather i haven't seen okay this is gonna like 
kill my, my, my street cred, but I haven't seen any of the Godfather movies. I haven't seen Lost in Translation. Have you seen Scarface? I haven't seen Scarface. Have you seen I haven't seen Casino. I haven't seen Goodfellas. Wow, you cannot be a rapper. No, I know, right? Or a basketball player. Or a Stoner College student yeah, none with of those posters things. on the wall. Big Lebowski, you've seen that at least. Yeah, haven't you? Funny here, Big Lebowski, it was one of those rare things where I watched it as a kid because it was out on like HBO a lot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I recall scenes. But it's like it's like you never really seen it from beginning I've to end. I've never seen it from okay. beginning to end. Well, okay, well, going Wachowski back to Godfather. Brothers, right? Not Wachowski, Cohen Brothers. <laughs> the Cohen Brothers, yeah. Okay, well, going back to the Godfather, like I actually have a list on my phone. It's called uh, Dorks Who Haven't Seen Godfather. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm a bunch of friends. Am, I, am I in that list now? Why, you will be. Okay. And I've been, I want to get everyone together and at least watch... I mean, ideally, I'd like to watch one and two back to back, but that's seven hours. Yeah. Right? So we'll watch one, but I really... I'm, I'm, I'm positive I'll like it because you'll I, love, it. No, 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 I you'll love, love gangster, gangster movies. I mean, you'll sleep for some of it. No, I don't think so. I but, love gangster movies. And I'm going to make the pasta recipe that he... There's a very famous pasta recipe he talks about in this thing. Mm. And like, Because every time I watch that movie, I'm like, man, I really need some pasta. It's the same <laughs> with fucking... Um, I'll make the pasta. I'll make the spaghetti perfect. my spaghetti maker. I'll make it. Oh, yeah. You make the spaghetti. I'll make the sauce. The gravy. Mm. Same with Sopranos. I can't watch that without eating pasta. It's terrible. Um, yeah, I, I, I really want to see Casino as well. Casino's a... Oh, I mean, it's good. Casino, it's okay. Goodfellas. All these things. Watch like, I haven't seen any of these movies. Yeah. I feel like like after I binge all these things, I'm going to be like... I'm going to I'm gonna just going to watch The Sopranos and I'm going to... You go through a weird... Uh, Italian face. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Hey, John, how you doing? Huh? I can't do an Italian accent. It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are on question number four. four. Nathan's doing well with 2.5 points. Yeah. All right. Now let's see how I can trip you up. This is multiple choice now. What is the lowest rated best picture winner from the 21st century, according to Rotten Tomatoes? Oh. Is it A... Chicago. Is it B, The King's Speech? Is it C, Crash? Or is it D, Slumdog Millionaire? Okay, so I know for a fact it's not Slumdog because I've seen the ratings for that recently and it's a lot. It's not The King's Speech because Colin Firth is the shit. Um, <laughs> so it's between Chicago and Crash. I'm kind of inclined to say Crash because I remembered um, wanting to watch Crash. I googled it and I was like, Chicago. I have, the, I have the DVD to Chicago, like the original DVD. Chicago's like Richard Gere, Catherine Zeta Jones, and all that jazz. Who was the third person? Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. I don't understand Renee Zellweger. Like, I don't understand her appeal. She's cute in like an approachable way. Yeah. Did you watch Jerry Maguire? No. My answer to your question is Jerry Maguire. Like, she's great in that film. Yeah. And like, it's, you can see how the whole country world would fall in love with her after that performance. Jerry Maguire's a great film. I love that no. movie. I thought, I thought people, is Jerry Maguire the one where he dances to, um, but that all records on the shelf. It's risky business. Okay. See, I don't it's know. A decade apart. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know old movies. I haven't seen Vanilla Sky either. That one's the, you can or, take or leave that. What do you need to watch? Of, Magnolia. I haven't seen Magnolia. I haven't seen a lot of Tom Cruise movies. Have you seen Top Gun? No. Fuck you, you're wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. I, I don't know that. Quit stalling. Your, quit stalling. I, I watch a lot of obscure, like, schlock movies. Yeah, I, fair, fair, I, fair. I have fun with those. Like, Krampus <laughs> recently. Krampus was I, that, tight I want to watch that. I still haven't seen that yet. I'm Krampus that was tight download. shit. Like, I don't watch those iconic movies. I feel like... That can happen. But you, you've talked about how this year you want to streamline what you want. You need to. There's too much media. Yeah, I, I, I want to do the I same wanna, thing, but I want to make sure my stuff is of good quality. And good it depends on how you shit. define it, right? Like yeah, I don't want to yeah. watch shit that's like a waste of my time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway I'm going to throw out the answer. So least 
uh, like lowest, lowest rating on Rotten Tomatoes yep. for a Best Picture winner? Winner, yes. Crash. That is correct. Yeah. All right, now number five. Get the wait. Tom- what did what did crash? Oh, uh, I'm I guess get guess the tomato rating within within two points. Oh fuck! Within two percent. <laughs> this is where I lose. Okay. Um, it's definitely not going to be like in the twenties because that's just way too much for best picture nom. Um, I'm guessing this is it, question number five. Yes. Lowest rated within two percentage points. Okay, I'm gonna kind of guess that it's not rotten, so it's above sixty. But then again, no, because I feel like tons of other pictures have gotten. Rotten and also got nominated. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I was I was between fifty five and sixty. I'm gonna split the difference and say fifty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Fifty seven percent, correct. You are wrong. Oh, almost it, got it though. Yeah. How? What, what did it get? Seventy five. Oh, so you almost got it in that. Damn. You said both the right numbers. Seventy five, and that's considered low. That's the lowest of all the Oscar Best Picture Oscar winners huh. from the 21st century. Makes sense. In all of history, I think it's something like 44. percent Like Jeez. the lowest, lowest, lowest one has 44. But that's like from the 30s. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you like? Did you watch Crash? Um, I get Crash confused with Babel, so I know I have not seen Crash. Crash is the one that's all in LA. Yeah, and Babel is the one that's it's all, like all in the world. Like there's Japan, yeah, there's yeah. Syria. I like Babel. Like, Babel was good. They, they I also get I also get Crash confused with Syria. <laughs> Syriana? Syria. The Syria, there, the country? Wasn't there a movie called Syria? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm thinking of Syriana with George Clooney. Wasn't there a movie called Syria with Brad Pitt? That's Babel. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, Crash was one of those movies that, like, I left it and I was like, man, that was a brilliant film, brilliant film. Was Chill smart. That? No. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, Ludacris was... So, hey, I was thinking there was a famous black person in there. There's <laughs> Ludacris. Uh, Crash is one of those movies you guys haven't seen. It's sort of like examining race relations and, and, and assumptions we make. It's by Steven Soderbergh, I want to say. Very popular, but it was one of those things that had a weird whip uh, backlash. Because people left that movie being like, oh, this movie has solved racism, has unclocked, unlocked the problem with racism. And I feel smarter for watching it. But really, if you watch it back, it does not hold up. Like, the <laughs> ideas it comes across are kind of, like, contrived. And they're trying to be a little bit, like... Ryan Philippe plays a character who's trying not to be racist, but it turns out he really is racist. Huh. Anyway. I'm struggling to remember which one Crash was. Uh, was Rosario Dawson in it? Oh, I don't think so. Brendan Fraser. There's a lot. Sandra then, who, Bullock. What was Rosario Dawson in? Um, she was in the Daredevil series <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> I could have sworn she was in Crash, but maybe I'm uh, thinking of it. Has, it has an all-star cast, so she may have well just have been. In, I'm just I just know that the director for Crash uh, was um, in the Paul Haggis of Scientology. Paul Haggis, he was, was in the, the Church of Scientology. I'm not surprised they all, they all are. Yeah, well, so check no, out this cast. Um, if you another sidebar, but uh, Paul Haggis was one of the biggest gets in the recent uh, Scientology documentary, Going Clear. Going Clear. I couldn't yeah. make it through that whole thing. I got bored. I loved it. Because he was a major player in Scientology, mm. and he was like, one of their big gets, and they really pushed him. Um, but he realized about like $200,000 in, <laughs> that holy shit, this is a sham, I'm wasting my money, this well, is stupid, yeah. and he cut his losses and bolted. Smart for him. Yeah. This movie had Don Cheadle, Tony Danza, Keith David, Matt Matt Dillon, Loretta Devine, Jennifer Esposito, Holy William Fitchner, Brendan Fraser before he disappeared, Brendan Fraser, Terrence Howard, Daniel Day Kim. Is Daniel Day Kim Daniel Day Lewis's Korean brother? <laughs> no, Daniel Day Kim. It's the guy from Lost. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> they should play brothers. That'd be great. <laughs> Lewis and Kim. Lawyers, attorneys at law. <laughs> no, like Lewis and Kim, uh, like a, like a, another version of Stuck on You. You know that Matt Damon, Greg e. Kinnear movie? <laughs> so they're stuck at the oh, hip. God, it's terrible. They're stuck at the hip, and they're like a Korean and a white guy. It's like, stop feeding us kimchi. It's too spicy. <laughs> Get out of that closet. We don't do method acting. <laughs> Thandy Newton was in this movie. Ludacris, Michael Pena, Ryan Phillippe. Michael Pena. He, is, he has been working like he forever. He has never stopped working, that guy. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so let's recap. Where, where, how many points you got, Nathan? I wish I was like the Michael Pena of, of something. Of something, right? Yeah. Okay, so that was question number five, get the tomato rating. Uh, you did not get that. So what do you want, three and a half? Three and a half, correct. Three and a half, almost there. Another one. Conversely, what is the highest rated best picture winner from the 21st century, according to Rotten Tomatoes? Is it A, Argo, B, Return of the King, C, Birdman, or D, No Country for Oldman? Mmm, tough, tough, tough. That's a movie about Gary Oldman yeah. not being able to... He, he, lost passport. Passport. he lost his passport. He lost his passport. He lost his passport. He was like, "Oh, what am I going to do, Batman? What am I going to do?" Um, okay, so it's not Argo because Argo wasn't that great. Uh, Return of the King. I feel like Return of the King is not going to get as high points because no, actually, ah, fuck. Okay, so I'm going to cross Argo out the list. There's still Return of the King, Birdman. And No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men was a masterpiece. True was. I think I've never really felt true terror watching a movie up until watching this. Because mm-hmm. like, everything I've seen before, that was a horror movie and it was very like superficial terror. You mean like, from the Coen brothers? What do you mean? No, no, just in terms of movies. I remember like this was the first movie where I was truly terrified of a character. Oh, it was as like a, a horror. It was yeah, like, as opposed to like, terrifying. you know, superficial like, dun dun, oh, scared, yeah, jump scared. This was crazy. like unsettling. What's his face? Um, uh, the Mexican guy. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Don't, 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 don't search it. Don't search it. It's on the tip of my tongue. He had like shorter length hair. He used an air gun. His to character's shoot name people. was Chagall. I remember that. I don't know why that sticks with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got it. I looked it up. I don't care. Okay, what was it? Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. There yeah. we go. He was in uh that thing. One of them James Bonds. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, okay. A, I'm between Argo, B. Return of the King. C. Birdman. No Country for Oldman. I'm going to say it's not Birdman because I felt like Birdman was very divisive because it had so much hype behind it that, like, eventually critics were like, it wasn't that great. Mm. Everyone's saying it's good, but it's all mm. schlock. Um, no Country for Old Men. I think that m- movie has something for everybody in there because it uh, it appeals to the young and the old men. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say not No Country, country for, Yeah, I'm going to say No Country for Old Men. That's your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Ah, fuck a deer. The correct answer was Argo. What? Believe it or not. Are yeah, you I was serious? quite surprised. Argo is not that great. In the 21st century, it has the highest rating. Actually, it's a tie between Argo and um, 12 Years a Slave. But yeah, that has to be. They have the exact same percentage rating. But then Rotten Tomatoes' website came up with some kind of other data, like depending on how many people reviewed it, to give an even more exact score to like decimal points. I always look at critic score. Okay, top critics. I mean, so same thing. Number seven. What is the tomato rating within one percent of Argo for Argo? Uh, Can we can we widen the margin of error? One (laughs) percent. I thought two is too easy. All right, fine. 97%. 96%. All right. There you go. You got it. Argo, really? Oh. So, yeah, four and a half, right? Argo was in that. Was Brian Cranston in Argo? No. 
No? Ben Affleck. Uh, he was. He was. John Goodman. Brian Cranston was, was the guy? No, no. Brian Cranston was the guy in the office. I remember. Oh. Yeah. I, I liked Argo. I liked Argo a lot, actually. I liked it, but I didn't like it a lot. Like I was, def- I was generally surprised. It has a ninety. Definitely that, that not as much as No Country for Old Men or Birdman. Mm. I enjoyed those two movies much more. Yeah, I mean, on IMDb, Argo only has a seven point eight. Yeah, see, I <laughs> it tend- has a forty five from Metacritic. I tend to believe our, um, IMDb a little bit more, only because I'm I don't. Be- I think IMDb is stupid. No, only because I see people going there and be like one give it one only one one it's stupid <laughs> no but that's why like, IMDB has like lower ratings in general mm. but the thing is IMDB gets the results of the people as opposed to just critics and uh, it depends on the movie well, but I mean I Rotten Tomatoes to, has that too they have the, the just the, the um, yeah but they separate the two see yeah as opposed to IMDB where it's all aggregated into one thing I guess you can, then you can also say that no, it out. no no the, none of the serious thinkers about film go and vote on IMDB well it depends like if, if it's a kind of movie where I know I don't care about the critics opinion I will check IMDB yeah. but most times I don't even check anyway like I used to check quite a bit but nowadays it's just like walk in mm. see what's gonna happen sure sure, sure. it's an I, adventure I, I, I'm, more like, I'm more uh, yes the score is important but I like to read what people are saying especially the top critics I prefer doing that after Mm, yeah. I hate doing that before because I, I don't like, want to. I don't I, generally get spoiled. I, I feel like generally it gives me a good fl- like what the flavor is going to be. It's about. not so much spoiled. I just don't want someone else's thoughts in my head before I watch a movie. Oh, you know, yeah. Like like, like like a good example is um, I recently watched the movie Room with mm. Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay. So did I. Yes, we yeah. watched that separately, but yeah. Um, I watched Room with no idea who was in it, no idea what it was about. No idea that it was... I, I kind of vaguely knew it was based on a book, only because my sister has that book and I've seen it around. Yep. But I knew nothing about this movie going in. I didn't even know that she was nominated for an Oscar for it. I just knew that it looked interesting. I haven't even seen the damn poster. Great so film. I walked into the movie and I was so captured by it because I had no idea what was going on. And the thing is, it starts fairly vaguely. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... I was just so captured, you know? I felt like if I had Googled the movie beforehand, I wouldn't have enjoyed the first 30 minutes as much as I did. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, because yeah, you were, like, going on, like, theories. Like, I, I had a general good idea of what was happening I just from... Because I was thinking... I was considering reading that book. Yeah. Um, sh- uh, we won't guy, spoil it. Yeah, watch guys, it. check out Room. Amazing performances. Beautiful story. Don't look it up. Don't even just Google go, it. Don't check it. out the score. Trust that it's gonna take you on a journey. It's a hell of a film. Yeah, anyway. Where were we? We are in game time. Game time. <laughs> All right. So after seven points, after seven questions, what is your... Four and a half. Four and a half. So you need to get one and a half. Okay. Now we move into synopsis mashup, my favorite. Synopsis mashup. So eight, nine, and ten are all synopsis mashups. You have to get these. These are both Oscar winning movies. And I'm guessing two movies are going to be half a point each. That's right. All right. These are not just from the 21st century, just by the way. Yeah. Open it up now. <clears throat> Staff Sergeant Oscar James arrives in Krakow in 1939. As his tour of duty enters its final weeks, his staff, he staffs his factory with Jewish workers. He faces a set of increasing hazardous situations when the SS begins exterminating factories, which could end his life in an explosive incident. Nathan, okay. what two movies are those? You mashed them up beautifully, by the way. That thank just you, sounds like you. one movie. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so 1939, so it's a World War II movie um, involving Jews. Um, 
I haven't seen a lot of these movies, to be honest. Like the first name that came up to my mind is Schindler's List, which I have not seen. But Krakow, Krakow, that's in Poland. Is Krakow in Poland? That's the sound of me shrugging my shoulders. Yeah, he was shrugging. No, that's Warsaw. I don't know anything. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know things, guys. I'm an idiot. I'm an I-D-G-I-T. Idiot. An idiot. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Made myself laugh. <laughs> what a okay. dick. Um, Schindler. That's a, the pianist, but there's no mention of a piano in there. Um, Saving Private Ryan, maybe, but they, they weren't in Krakow. Okay, uh... One last repeat, and then I'll answer. All right. All right. I'll go a little faster this time. Staff Sergeant Oscar James arrives in Krakow in 1939. As his tour of duty enters its final weeks, his staff he staffs his factory with Jewish workers. He faces a set of increasingly hazardous situations when the SS begins ex- exterminating factories, which could end his life in an explosive incident. Schindler's List mashed up with Willard. Is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> that is incorrect. Oh, no, no, that's half correction. There's list. Yeah, okay, that's okay. right. Yeah. And the second movie is The Hurt Locker. Oh, what, what part was Hurt Locker? Staff Sergeant um, Oscar James. Robert James. Isn't he? It's Oscar Schindler. His name, I think, is Robert James. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, his final tour of duty. Yeah. Uh, and his life in Explosive Incident. Yeah. That's what I thought might have given it away. Yeah, no, not at all. Catherine right, so, Bigelow, beautiful movie. Great film. I remember I, I remember watching it like for the first time and just being so blown away. Yep. See what I did there? Hey, hey. yo. What is Willard? Is Willard did, did I, I, what did is I, that? What the fuck are you talking did about? Did I remember Willard? that movie correctly? I don't know. Maybe you think what, Willow, was that? what was Willow? that? No, no, no. What was that? Fred movie? Willard? No, it may be. <laughs> but what was that movie with the guy and the rats? Um Flowers for Algernon? No, 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 not Flowers for Algernon. Guys with the rats. Like, there's this guy, what's his name? Like Spider Man. No, no, no. Like, remember that, this is creepy actor, I forgot his name, I always forget his name, he was in Charlie's Angels. Dwayne Tan. No, no, no. <laughs> he was in Charlie's Crispin Angels. Glover. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover and Rats, what was that movie? Oh, I thought maybe, yeah, something like Willard, something, is it's, it it's someone's random last name, I remember that. It's a, no, it's the name of the rat, but I forgot what it's called. Yeah, we'll look it up. We'll Crispin look it up. Glover and Rats. What is it? It's gonna kill me. I think, you know, I think I'm like, I think I'm like, it could be Willard. What is it? Looking it up now, what year would that have been? Um, just search Crispin Glover and Rats. I'm sure you'll get the movie. I just went to his IMDb page. That's 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 a that's like a lap, an extra Willard. lap. Yeah, it's Willard. Oh, son of a bitch. Check out that fucking memory. I don't know why I thought it was Willard, but... Yeah, it certainly didn't win Best Oscar. <laughs> best Picture Oscar. Um, okay. Oh, are, are these movies all Best Picture winners? Yeah, yeah. Um, I said, did I say that? I said I, that. I, I said that. I, I probably missed it. Anyway, I, I, and I said specifically they're not from the 21st century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I opened it up. Okay, and there's number nine. So what do you got? I'm on four. Yeah. So you have to get both of these correct. Ooh, to the wire. No, I'm on five. Are you? Yeah. No. no. I got five. Points. Okay, well, fine. Are you sure? Fairly sure. Fine. Let's go back. You got the Tom Hanks. That's one. You got the Godfather. I'm, John, two. I'm sure. I am positive Three. I have five points at the moment. Crash is four. Didn't get that. Believe me, I have five points. Fine. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Number nine, Synod Smash. I really enjoy writing these things. We should make this into a real game yeah. somewhere on TV or something. <laughs> In the years before the 13th century, Solomon Wallace rallies upstate New York against the English monarch, Edward I. 
after he suffers a personal tragedy by the English, by an English malevolent owner, he finds unexpected kindness from soldiers from Canada. Wallace gathers a group of amateur warriors that will change his life forever. Uh, I fucked up that lessons. This is how, like, I quickly I shut down when I hear about these, like, like the the medieval premise. <laughs> like the moment you said 13th century, I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> like, I was literally just like, fuck this. Like, it's some Game of Thrones-y shit that I don't care about. One more time. In the, years bef- <laughs> in the years before the 13th century, Solomon Wallace rallies upstate New York against the English monarch Edward I. After he s- suffers a personal tragedy by an English malevolent owner, he finds unexpected kindness from soldiers from Canada. Wallace gathers a group of amateur warriors that will change his life forever. Okay, I'm going to say Gangs of New York, even though I have no idea if that one a damn thing. Gangs of New York mashed up with Solomon Wallace. I feel like that's a hint. Like You probably mashed up two names again. Solomon Grundy and Mike Wallace. <laughs> uh, black Is that black actor Mike Wallace? Then? Yes. Gangs of New York, and I don't African even know if that's American. right. I'm just going to assume I'm right of that one. Uh, Gangs of New York and Space Jam. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. This is 12 Years a Slave uh-huh. and Braveheart. Damn. I, I was afraid to put Wallace in there. William Wallace. Fun fact, I haven't seen either of these movies. Dude! <laughs> Braveheart's great. Now, Braveheart really holds up. Braveheart's awesome. Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson. He directed it, too. Yeah. This is good. It was a good film. All right. Oh, now we're to the wire. Now you have to get these, both of these right. To the win. old Mel Gibson film that I remember watching was What Women Want. That is Jesus my Christ, that doesn't even qualify as old. <laughs> I don't think about what, Lethal Weapon? <laughs> I mean, it's fairly old. It's yeah, pre-2000. Late 90s, yeah. Yeah, like, I guess so. Like, you gotta remember, like... Pre two thousand, I was a child. I think it's maybe like two thousand one. Anything actually. made before two thousand, I was too young to fine, even fine. understand multiplication. Yeah, like Armageddon. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last one. You have to get these both right. Um, I am. No, I'm not going to give any hints. Fuck it. All right. This, I'm particularly happy with this one. How this one turned out. One last. <laughs> I have, this is my shot. I'm not going to throw it away. <laughs> Frankie Lester is a gainfully employed husband trainer in Los Angeles. Fed up with keeping almost everyone at arm's length, he quits his job and decides to reinvent himself as a responsibility-shirking young woman from middle-class Missouri named Maggie. Maggie and pot-smoking teenager Eddie, Scrap Iron Dupree, played by Morgan Spacey, form a class bond, uh, a close bond that is at once cynical, hysterical, and eventually tragically uplifting. Uh, Frankie Lester. I threw a big clue in there, dude. Yeah, the Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey thing. Or it could be Morgan, someone else, and John. The only movie I can think about that Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey were in together was Seven. They might have been in a bunch of other things, but I can't recall right now. But Seven win Best Picture? I feel like, like... the Oscars, like the Academy, wouldn't have really liked that film because it was so fucked up. Um, Frankie Lester. Do you want me to read it one more time? Please. Frankie Lester is a gainfully employed husband trainer in Los Angeles. 
Fed up with keeping almost everyone at arm's length, he quits his job and decides to reinvent himself as a responsibility-shirking young woman from working-class Missouri named Maggie. Maggie and pot-smoking teacher, teenager Eddie Scrap Iron Dupree, played by Morgan Spacey, form a close bond that is at once cynical, hysterical, and eventually tragically uplifting. Yeah, I'm not going to get this. I'm just going to say it's seven, because that's the only movie I can name with Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey. And Husband Trainer, Hitch, starring Will Smith. <laughs> is that your final answer? That's my final answer. This is actually... I hope this wasn't too hard. Okay, it, it was actually American Beauty. Haven't seen it. And Million Dollar Baby. Haven't seen it. What the fuck? <laughs> Million Dollar Baby is the boxing one with Hillary Spank, right? And Clint Eastwood. Uh, was Morgan Freeman in that? Yeah. He was. He was. He was, was Kevin Spacey. His, Kevin name, Spacey his character's name was Beauty. Eddie Scrap Iron Dupree. Yeah. I just left that. I didn't know. And Kevin Spacey I've, was I in I haven't it. seen that movie. See, if I, if I had seen any of these movies, I feel like I would have gotten at least one, right? But I like, feel like if nothing else, this game just outed you as a non-movie-watching dude. Right? Just watches films like Armageddon. It's fucked up, isn't it? Did I get none of I only got Schindler's List. You only got Schindler's List out of all the mashups. And I haven't even seen that. Damn, guys, I'm sorry. I don't... I, I should... That I, wasn't too hard, though, right? I, I feel mean, like if you'd watched these... If, movies, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had watched these movies, and yes, but because I haven't, it was basically impossible. Which means I win! You win. Congratulations to you, you little shit. Alright, guys, how did you do? Please respond to us. This was I feel like this was a fun one, so please, I hope you took the time to yeah. play along. Keep score. Send in your scores on the tweeters, on the Facebooks, wherever, email. All right. I will say this. American Beauty had a hell of a trailer. It was a hell of a movie. Yeah? Yeah, great film. And I, you, are you spoiled for that movie at all? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to be spoiled. I've, I've seen the ending, but I had no context, so it technically didn't spoil anything. How much of the ending did you see? Because if you saw the ending, you'd be spoiled. Did Kevin Spacey die? Maybe... I can't remember. I it's still remember. worth watching. I remember seeing it here and there. I'll, I'll get around to it's it. It's a bit dour and a bit sad, but I feel it's a very good film. And I know has it has something to do with, like, almost... Really good storytelling. Like, pedophilia to that extent, almost. I don't know. <sighs> anyway. Well, check it out. I just, uh, There's so many things to watch. I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like... Uh, yeah, that's right. A, a movie that I watched recently that I really enjoyed. Uh, I Love You, Philip Morris. Oh, I haven't think that? I've seen that one. Ah, I got you there. See, see what I mean? Like, I, I watch like weird little shit that's like pushed to the side on Netflix. No, no, just in general. Like, yeah. I'll seek them out and I'll be like, I want to watch Galaxy Quest. I want to watch. I love you, Philip Morris. Galaxy Quest. I want to watch like Toy Story Two. I don't know shit. <laughs> it's just like things that have been pushed into mm. the alley of forgottenness. But totally. I love you. I love yeah. you, Philip Morris. Beautiful film. One of my favorite performances from Jim Carrey. And an insane story. Insane that it's true. Insane that every part of it is true. What's that, what's that about? It's about it's a, a con man. Uh, it's about a con man who finds himself uh, in prison. He falls in love with another man, Philip Morris, played by Ewan McGregor. Uh-huh. And uh, he basically goes to crazy lengths to be with the man he loves. That's cool. And he's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a completely true story. Like, they made almost none of it up. They didn't make up, like, the major story beats, basically. You know what's also a true story? What? American Beauty? No, the fact that Die Hard was Alan Rickman's first movie. What is it? It was his first movie, um, Mr. Bruce Willis. Was it his first movie? Mr. McLean. I always thought that Robin Hood came out before No, no, Die no, Hard. he was Hunt Gruber. 
Hans Gruber. Before he was the sheriff in Nottingham. He died! Yeah. Alan Rickman, we miss you. Yeah. I mean, we have no other thing really to report. I mean, you guys all know this. Um, uh, what, what, do you remember the first time you saw him in a movie? First time I saw him in a movie was Galaxy Quest. I watched it as a kid. I watched it as a kid, and I didn't even remember till I recently watched it again. I was just like, why is everything in this movie so familiar? Huh. I, I remember the creatures. I remember the action scenes. Why do I not remember watching this in terms of I've seen it as a child? There you go. Holds you up go. really well. It's so fucking funny. I think... Um, One of my favorite performances by Tim Allen. That's uh, a movie I haven't seen in a while. I should go back. It, I'm sure that holds up as well. It, 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 okay, the special effects don't hold up, but the movie kind of makes that okay because right yeah because it's like a based off a shitty tv show it's, it's kind of meta yeah but yeah uh, yeah yeah I, I think i don't know I, the first time i watched it, it was probably die hard but i mean tim allen was used to be so big yeah <laughs> <laughs> it must have been die hard but it was die hard was one of those things that i don't like like as nathan was saying i remember yeah. snippets of it but never really sitting down to watch until i was later later older may have been michael collins maybe random movie um he was in one of my favorite movies of all time dogma by kevin smith was he in Dogma? Yeah, he was Metatron, the voice of God. Oh. Dude, oh, so, so, Kevin Smith put a really beautiful um, uh, tribute to him. It's beautiful. Another movie, I feel like I'm, I'm giving away like, all my movie facts today, like my personal movie facts. Dogma, mm-hmm. saw it as a child, haven't seen it again. Dude, one of my favorite movies. Um, for I the, saw it when I was like literally, I think, 10 or 11. Yeah. And I just didn't understand it. Yeah, you should go back and watch it. It's great. It's probably one of my f- top five, maybe. Um... For the longest time, when I played Counter Strike or whatever, my my uh, my name was Loki, and yeah. it wasn't from from, from Marvel. Yes, this from, was from way North before mythology, then. and it, it wasn't from Marvel. It wasn't from North mythology. It was from the character of Matt Damon played in Dogma. Yeah. He was the angel of God who threw down his fiery sword, gave God the finger, and went to Earth. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Dogma. I only watched it because my brother got it, and he was kind of into Jay and Silent Bob. Because of like clerks and all that shit, mm. I never really understood it. Uh, Kevin Smith. I like, just remember reading the comics. I remember reading the Jane Silent Bob comics. Oh, nice! That used to be a thing. Yeah, cool. I, I have the Dogma comic upstairs. If you uh, like it, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. Mallrats is a very good movie. No idea. Chasing me. Uh, also, did you know that up in, at least as of nine months ago, to Alan Rickman had only had been with his first girlfriend since 1965. That is beautiful. He was 19 years old. Now this is beautiful. Speaking of dogma, here's one more before we move on to other news. Um, today I learned for the film Dogma, Kevin Smith warned Jason Mewes, who's the, yeah, J. J, the J of the J and Silent Bob, that he needed to be on point due to the involvement of real actors, such as Alan Rickman. As a result, Mewes memorized his and every other character's dialogue in the screenplay because he didn't want to, quote, piss off that Rickman dude. <laughs> Fucking memorize the whole screenplay. He, he is a pretty intimidating figure. Apparently he's a sweetheart though. He, he I'm was. sure. No, I'm. I'm positive. It's just that like most people like that give off a very intimidating air. Sure. You know. Did have I told you that like in order to do an Alan Rickman voice, Alan Rickman, it's like you have to do. Okay, do you know, do you watch Futurama? Ish. There's there's a there's a squid doctor. His name's Doctor Zoidberg. Yeah. And Doctor Zoidberg sounds a bit like this. Like yeah, I have friends. Yeah. And Alan Rickman is just a lower version of that. And so I you're saying. Oh, so even though I haven't seen it, so basically I would do an Alan Rickman and then go really high with it. Am I Zoidberg right now? No, not really. Sort of. It's not that much higher, but it's like a slightly lower and slower paced tone. What are you doing? Harry Potter. Potter. Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. 
I have this thought every once in a while, but the thought of Alan Rickman um, trying to puke out alcohol makes me laugh. It's like, oh, I think I drink too much. I feel that is weird. I feel disrespect. I feel like you're making people sick. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Yeah. You gave us wonderful performances, virtuosic acting, both on screen and on stage. Bon voyage. Uh, Robin Hood, one of my favorite characters by him. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Hope you're doing well. And, th- and this is going to be an all um, actor or film news segment. Because okay, here's what I got. Um, here's here's the headline exclusive. Audience member covers for performer after last-minute illness in Into the Woods. Huh. This is like... Uh, the reason this caught my attention because this is like an acting student or a young actor's or even a regular actor's just dream. Like, every time you watch a show, it's just like, man, I know that role. I've done that role before because this, this this girl was... um Her name is Melissa Byron, and she was a fresh graduate from the Manchester's Royal Exchange... Oh, no, no. Sorry, sir. Manchester Royal Exchange was the name of the thing. She was a fresh graduate of some drama school in the UK, the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. Mm. And the she played the witch in her graduating performance or something, or sometime in school. So she, that's a fucking difficult role, <laughs> the witch. And apparently she went to watch a sh- the show in Manchester. Um, she watched it, and the, when she watched it, the, the witch was sick. So they had like a an, un, they didn't have an understudy, right. which is scary. Yeah, they had either a crew member or a certain actor come yeah. on stage with the script in hand and did the witch's role. Oh, so he's like, it wasn't my fault. I was given your beans. It was <laughs> beans, beans, beans. It's the last midnight. <laughs> you haven't seen the woods, obviously, right? I have seen the movie, but it's I fell movie. asleep halfway. I like it. Into the woods. So yeah, so. After she watched the show with, like, the person with script in hand doing The Witch, she was like, hey, guys, if you need me, I just did this role. Call me up. And they did. (laughs) She had five hours of rehearsal the day of her first performance and went on to do it for a whole week. Jeez. Don't know if she was any good, but... I'm yeah. going to assume she did okay. I'm sure she did fine. Like, do yeah. you think you could do that? You think be like, uh, Nathan, quit. Uh, next to the normal game character. See, I've always, okay, I've always <laughs> wondered. I've always wondered, like, if I were to watch, like, either Spring Awakening or Next to Normal, both, both musical theater shows that I've done. I honestly don't no, think No, there's so. no way, dude. There's I, no way. I don't think, because I, just blocking to remember, there is, like, every, and everyone well, okay. does So, minus the blocking. So, they, they basically, they, they simplified the blocking, and again, that's what the five hours right, rehearsal right, right, was, right, just right. to get the blocking. Yes, yes, yes. They just assumed she knew the lines in the yeah, songs, right? Yeah. And then, like, people would kind of, like, guide her around the yeah, stage yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff. I, I don't know. I don't even know if I can remember the lyrics. And, like, here's the thing. This is literally my nightmare. I have nightmares where I am on stage with Adrian Pang, because he's, like, the person <laughs> yeah, I've acted yeah, yeah. with on stage the most. And... I have these nightmares where it's the day of show, mm-hmm. I'm getting makeup done, mm-hmm. getting a costume, getting mic'd up, and I don't know what show we're doing. Dude, that every that, performer I know has that, that nightmare. That is my fucking nightmare. Like, I have that nightmare at least once a week. It, oh, wow. My, mine comes maybe like once every few months. Mm. But when I have it, it's so real that I wake up like... Sweating. Like, it's just that I want to take up. my phone and, and message somebody and tell them, like, can you send me the script? But I don't know... I what know I, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to text somebody. I want to text somebody or like, I want to text, like, either Tracy or Adrian and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know the show. Vic, Vic. Vic, help. Yeah. But, like, it's crazy. I will, I will have dreams where I am, like, in costume prepping and I don't know what show we're yep. doing. And it's... And you don't realize... Like, in the dream... For me, in the dream, I don't realize I don't know it until I step on stage. And then I'm like... 
Oh shit! Oh, mine, what mine the fuck is. Are we doing? Mine is always like I don't know it while we're doing sound check. Oh, that's so scary. Like I don't like I'll I'll know maybe like a line of it, and then the rest of it I'll just be like faking a bit. That's so scary. Oh yeah, okay, cool, sounds good, sounds good. Okay, we're doing like it's it's almost hyper realistic. Yeah, that's why it scares the hell out of yeah. me. But I feel like yeah, every performer either has the performing and forgot lyrics, or performing and don't know what show we're doing, mm-hmm. or like uh, came late to but, venue. Yeah, but yeah, this is different. She fucking rose to the challenge and yeah, did it dude that's epic that's epic. That's pretty epic man yeah. like ah, amazing props to her yeah so uh over to more rapey news oh geez. nathan okay what'd you got <laughs> okay so over to more rapey news I'll leave, I'll, you know, we go now to rape specialist newscaster nathan ardona <laughs> coming to us from the rape cho- rape copter the rape copter, John. We've got Bill Cosby. What would the rape? What the rape copter look like? Just a flying penis. Like instead of uh, r- uh, propellers, it's like dildos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it would sound. It's just floppy. It won't even fly. It just it just like rotates and plays. It like, just dick slapping someone. Not again! Not again! Hope that painted a good picture for you guys. Um, okay, so someone draw that. <laughs> someone Please, draw someone draw the, the rape, rape copter. copter. No, that's terrible. Can we call it something else? Let's call it the dildo copter. The dick cop. The helicopter. I don't know. Yeah. I can't make up names. Anyway, yes. So in rape news, um, <laughs> after the deal, the rape doctor, news, rape news. Oh, geez. Terrible. Uh, Terrible. Okay. If, if any of you guys out there have been rapists, stop that. Stop it. Don't do it. Stop, guys. No means no, usually. Stop raping. Um, okay, so uh, uh, one of the victims, or one of the, uh, what do you call it? Like, alleged victims of the Bill Cosby. <laughs> alleged. Well, I mean, okay, it's almost positive that he did it. Innocent and pro- proven guilty, it's, it's, am I right? Walmart it, County, where the fuck? It's almost positive Walmart that he, It's almost positive that he did it, but I can't believe that there were really more than 50 people. I feel like maybe, like, 30 of them are just kind of, like, leeching on, you know? Yeah, there's probably one or two that were, like, they were totally into it. They, 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 they did it. Yeah, anyway, um, one of the um, uh, accusers of the Bill Cosby rape fest, Chloe Goines... Goins. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Goins now... Is it pronounced K- Chris Gaines? I have no idea. <laughs> but Chloe, who is now 24, claims that Cosby drugged and sexually assaulted her at the Playboy Mansion back in 2008 when she was a teenager. Sounds sounds like his usual MO. Yeah. Yes. She filed a police report last year. However, the LA County District Attorney's Office earlier this month declined to prosecute Bill Cosby based on Goins' claims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Cosby denied all wrongdoing, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, because of natural order of things and how life works, she Mm -hmm. has released a rap song about her feelings towards Bill Cosby. Okay. So, I'm just going to play you guys a little 40-second bit. It's it's worth it. Trust me, 40 seconds, it might seem long, but it's worth it. Especially, look out for a fat Albert impression. (laughs) What's the song called? Hypocritical Bill. Here we go. Hopefully it plays. I guess you think you're pretty slick, huh? Making sure you drive, just thinking that we would forget you. Uh. But we didn't, now everyone knows. You'll keep getting protested and booed out your shows. It's a trip. You kept on for all these years. Too bad your victims were women with voices to hear. What? It's going away, it's time to face the facts. I can guarantee that you'll never make a comeback. End your game, promise you won't be missed. Cause I'm here in the studio, cutting this disc. Rap, attack, on this hot track, always a hit. Sure of that. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what you gonna do, Bill? Popping pills on the girls when they come through. Hey, 
Bill Cosby. Bad Albert. Unexpectedly catchy. I, I just hate it. I just I hate it. I just don't like that this is a new genre of like rape, 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 rape rap. Right, rape. It would just be rape, I guess. Rape. <laughs> But you pronounce it like a southern guy, like rape. Rape. Right. No, that's not, that's British. It's like yeah. rape. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't like that this is a new thing that's happening. Also, is it just me or does it seem like every other reality star or someone who's like basically like a minor celebrity releases like a new rap song? Like, have you heard like um, all these things like um, like RuPaul's Drag Race or other reality shows that I don't know? And they have raps? They release, like, rap singles. The people who, like, participate on the thing? Oh, oh sorry. What's that show? Uh, Real Housewives of whatever nonsense oh, county? Yeah. Like, they'll always release, like, rap songs. Basically, like, Gucci, Gabbana, all these things I wear, and all that. It's, it's terrible. You you guys get yours. It's horrible, it. but it, they sell because people like them, and they make money off of, I feel like, like people schlock. buy those money, buy those things ironically. Uh, I don't know. I, I, that, that's, like, money that I don't. I don't have that kind of money. No. I don't have the kind of money where I, I buy something ironically. Not <laughs> yet. You know, I don't think I've ever bought anything hating it, but buying it because like, oh, you know, it'd be funny if I bought this piece of shit out of irony. I don't have that money yet. That's probably, I feel that's probably you should probably keep that up. I think that's a smart that, business that's, strategy. That's like a new level of money. That's like, that's like the fuck you money. Yeah. No, that's like fuck me money. <laughs> yeah. Fuck myself money. That is fuck myself money. Essentially. You want to get to that level where you can like basically fuck yourself over and buy useless shit. <laughs> yeah. I want to get so much money that I can fuck myself. Is that, is that what we're saying? I feel like enough money could get that done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was a thing that happened. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Bill Cosby rape. Oof, rape. All right. And again, keeping with the theme of all, um, Movies. actor news. Actually, let me go. Let me give you another Alan Rickman thing. Okay. Uh, today I learned that Alan Rickman failed his driving test in California for driving too cautiously through a green light. <laughs> uh. I hate he, driving he tests. Is, he is driving on a different side. That is true. That yeah. is true. That is tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's jump into the Oscars. The Oscar nominations are released. I, I, I always forget that Golden Globes is like followed right after by the Oscars. Yep. It's right. It's just a preview. Basically. And like some years I'm super into it. Some years I'm just completely out of it. Like last year, completely out of it. Had no mm-hmm. idea. I, I had no idea what went on in the Golden Globes or the Oscars last year. This year, more so involved. Because I feel like I consumed more content in 2015. There you go. Now you can be like a real, like you can be a member of the Academy almost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no huge surprises. Uh, maybe one, actually. We, we hinted it earlier. Yeah. Um, best pictures, you know, I like, I like, I kind of like how they expanded to like seven people now. Do you like how they do that, Nathan? Or it's eight, I guess it is. You do He's, know it's ten, right? Is it ten? One, it's two, ten. three, four, five, Okay, that's six, why seven, I'm a little eight. bit surprised. Right that's why I'm so surprised that Shira Compton wasn't nominated. Because, okay, just imagine all the old white people in a room deciding what to do. Mm. And you know that they consider things like gender, race, feminism, racism, all these little things. Like, you know that comes into consideration because it's mm-hmm. like, it's like the issues of the times, right? I don't understand why they didn't just throw straight out of Compton in there. Just, be, like, they weren't full up. Oh, well, it's not made for best screenplay. 
the, um, yeah, that's but it. see, that doesn't really count. <laughs> that's it. That doesn't really count. Like, it has to be like best picture or best actor, whatever it is, because those are the awards that people care about. I and think best original screenplay is like up there. Yeah, but see, they could fit ten movies in best picture, and they stopped at eight when they yeah. could have just very easily just put in straight out of Compton and made people happy. Because now you're having all these like um, uh, African American, uh, what do you call it? Activists, not activists, like blacktivists, blacktivists, like speaking out and going like, I'm boycotting this. Yeah. So you've, you've, you have Spike Lee. Right, right. I guess we're jumping into it. Yeah. So yeah, the news, you have Spike Lee, you have Jada Pinkett Smith. Are they're, both saying they're not going to attend the ceremony. Yeah. yeah. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, sure. I understand you're trying to, you know, bring this to light and everything. I don't think it was a blatant racism. They weren't like, huh, black people in the Oscars, pish posh. Mm. And they just threw away all the movies of black people in it. I don't think that was a conscious decision, but I felt like in order to avoid a b- slight bit of controversy, they could have taken better steps to just yeah. kind of like, just, I mean, just throw it in there. Like, I don't think, okay, I'm looking at the list now. I think, okay, these, okay, so the big things were snubbed, at least to us, was Creed and Straight Outta Compton, right? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think Creed was, was just Straight Outta Compton thing, Oscar you think? material. Okay. I don't believe Creed is Oscar right, right, Well, let's look at Best Picture. So, is, so we're talking about Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Is Straight Outta Compton better than The Big Short? Haven't seen it. I think it's close. I've seen it. It's, I think I, I love that movie. I think it's... Straight, straight, straight Outta Compton, out of Compton a little was bit one of my favorite movies of 2015. Bridge of Spies? Me too. Bridge of Spies, I think Straight Outta Compton definitely better than Bridge of Spies. Haven't seen Brooklyn yet. Mad Max Fury Road is, you know... I was very surprised to see that in there. And Martian, actually. They both don't seem like traditional Really? Um, Martian's Oscar. in there too? Yep. Huh. I feel like they um, just want to give Matt Damon prizes. <laughs> maybe see when it comes to Mad Max and The Martian I don't know I think I enjoyed them all kind of all three equally though I think that if you strip away the if you look outside of the color bias and just look at the story and, and the acting and stuff I think Straight Outta Compton is more of an Oscar Wait, movie so, than okay. those two if Martian qualified then why weren't things like Avengers 2 or Guardians of the Galaxy who knows like that? As again like, the Oscars are kind of stupid at the end of the day I'm I mean, so yeah like cause okay like they give awards to like good writers good acting it good depends directing. on the, cause you know what the academy is nah the academy is made up of like the, the actors right? filmmakers all filmmakers. filmmakers so if yeah. you're an actor director you, everyone has a vote yes, so it's yes, like yes. yeah anyway um, but like on. see I, okay say if I was a filmmaker I watched something like Guardians of the Galaxy and I'm like holy shit how'd you guys do that and it's just it's a feat you know like it's yeah, crazy it depends on what they're basing it on I mean story I anyway anyway, moving on um, The Revenant I think is gonna sweep everything so and I haven't seen it yet but I assume it's amazing um, is Straight Outta Compton better than Room they're very different yeah. it's very apples and orange right because Straight Outta Compton was a biopic you I know? don't like Straight Outta Compton. I, th- I, I prefer Straight Outta Compton over Room. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed them both, but in di- on different levels. Like, yeah. Straight Outta Compton made me think, and Straight Outta Compton made me tap my feet in the theater. Mm. Room made me cry a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's okay. and then Spotlight, the last one's Spotlight, which on, I think on, is a good movie too. But On Revenant, sure, if it sweeps all the awards, good for them. Do you think Leo's going to finally win an Oscar? I think it might be time. Yeah. Anyway. I, got, I haven't seen it, but... Yeah. Okay, but, okay, so, but, okay, okay, based on the trailers, right? Yeah, well, let's look at that. Best actor is Brian Cranston for Trumbo, which I hear is great. Yeah. Matt Damon for The Martian, which you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, which Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Yeah. Wait. Uh, um. On the on the Revenant, on the Revenant. If you put a guy in like the Arctic or wherever they filmed it, cover him in shit, make him not shave his beard for like a year. And, like, basically put him in the harshest conditions ever. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think he's going to have that hard of a time looking <laughs> pained and concerned. I don't know. And screaming. I don't know. I would I think, think the hardest part would be to be fake raped by a bear. But I mean, other than that, like, I feel like most of that is going to be pretty natural. Like, hey, you, you're in the cold, you're covered in shit, you look like a homeless man. Just give us a few screams and, you know, look really sad. Whatever, I don't know. I think all art's subjective. It's all difficult. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care. I just um, find that, like, something like Room, where it's so much more intangible, you know, the, the emotions and everything. I, I, I was surprised that Jacob Tremblay was not nominated for Best Actor, or mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actor. Well, he was five. <laughs> I don't know. But he's... Maybe he was, getting away from that. He was amazing in it. He was, he was. He was the... He was... Actually, no, actually, I'd like to talk about that, because, but it's hard not to spoil it, because I don't, like, it's like, it's hard to say, like, I don't know, I, I just feel like he got pissed, like, his character, the way it was written, like, it just, and I, I don't know, I don't know how kids would react if they were put in that situation, yeah. I really don't, but it just seemed kind of false to me that he'd be like, I hate you! Like schizophrenic, like schizophrenic almost? Not kind of. I kind of got that, but then I was thinking about it, and I kind of understood, because you have to remember that he's a kid, he's a child, and he's been in I this room, he's been that. in this room with only one person. He has to express his entire range of emotion as a five-year-old kid, and all his life experiences, all the things that kids do, they but laugh, they I cry. I just don't get why he was responding with rage, as opposed to just pure confusion. Fusion. I mean, there's frustration, I guess, but um, again, we can't get into it without spoiling that movie, and I don't want to spoil it. I think okay, sure, 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 sure. Um, well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, there's the one thing though about the the um, diversity thing is that Boys in the Hood director John Singleton, the first person, uh, first African American to be nominated for an Oscar, he's yeah. kind of like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> it's kind of his stance. <laughs> it's okay. It really is okay. It's it, again, it, I don't believe it was a conscious decision sure, to sure, sure. exclude black people sure, sure. out of the, he, the Oscars. But that's the thing. It's it doesn't matter if it's a conscious decision. It's then it becomes sy- systemic. Meaning, meaning that like you should really watch Crash. Um, it's like if you if you're the individual might not be racist, but as a whole, a collective is racist. It's like the system. It's like, it's like you know how American colleges and like diversity, like yeah. want to diversify, or like they do. Um, what's it called? Uh, opportunity. What's it called? Um, affirmative action. Affirmative action. Yeah. That is attempts to de- to bring racism out of the system. Mm-hmm. It's like same with Black Lives Matter. It's like maybe that one cop isn't, but like the mentality is racist. Uh-huh. That's the argument to be had here. So just because one, like, yeah. So like, it, it, you can't just say like, did they consciously or do not on purpose? If they unconsciously, in the, yeah, you said they didn't consciously do it. If they subconsciously do it, that's even just as bad, if not worse. Well, no, I'm just saying that like, none of those movies came into consideration. I'm surprised Straight Outta Compton was in But why didn't it? I believe it was just that Straight Outta Compton came out way too early in the year. That can't be right because let me look at the Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max was was before it. Um, but see, Mad Max had such a huge push behind it. Sure. In terms of marketing sure, sure, and sure, everything. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, but you can look at that. But sometimes, if it fucking looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, sometimes it's just a duck. Were there other snubs? Any other major snubs? Mm, I'm sure, of course, there always are. Let's see. Let me just Google that real quick. Do you think maybe it's because of last year it was so... Was it last year or the year before? Because I remember the, like, the help, 12 Years a Slave. Like, like we gave the black people their awards already. Come the fuck off. <laughs> Give the white man a chance. For once in their life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know enough to get into this. I, but think, the, I think the main thing is the... The, the main thing that the African-American contingent are pissed off about is the actors. But even that, okay, if you were to select one or two of the actors from Shadow Compton, who would you go with? The guy who played Easy, I thought was really good. Um, um, 
Girl Eyes. Who? Girl Eyes. <laughs> the guy who played Jeezy. Yeah, Dre. Dre. J. Dre. Dr. Drag. <laughs> Dr. J. Speaking about Creed and black people, um, Ryan Coogler set to direct Black Panther. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah! But he was like on the cards for a long time, and they just made it official. I just, I can't wait, man. Like, imagine that guy with a Marvel budget. Yeah. Because Creed's budget wasn't even like sky high. It was decent, but it wasn't like Marvel high. Mm. You know, you give this guy a Marvel budget, I guess it can go either way, but I'm going to trust that he's going to kick it in the dickhole. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people are just talking about Stratacompton in general. And I, I agree. I agree. It was mm-hmm. snubbed. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I just think it's, it, it's, it's perilous to say that no one consciously thinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, subconsciously is just yeah. worth it. If not, if, then you really got to root it. Then it's really deep in the roots. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, this is, but uh, along the idea of, of diversity in awards, I just want to bring up this really interesting fact. Mm-hmm. Um, the award ceremony that really no one cares about, the Critics' Choice Awards, was last week, apparently. Jacob or, Tremblay won in that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, he took it home, right? But was it Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor? Best Supporting Actor, yeah. Um, Best Comedy, this is TV, right? Best Comedy went to Master of None. Nice. Uh, Good hang favorite. And the the co-creator, who is also, he's a producer, he's one of the actors in the show named Alan Yang, he went on and thanked the critics and viewers during the portion of the second speech and said, thank you to all of the straight white guys who dominated movies and TV so hard and for so long that stories about anyone else seems kind of fresh and original now. <laughs> that is one way of looking at it. Kudos I, to you, Alan that, Yang. That sounds pretty true. You haven't watched Master of None yet, right? No. Worth it. Go watch it. Will do. Um, and that's the news, folks. All right. You heard about that thing, Rod Her. Oh, just one quick little shout out. Oh, yeah, one um, thing. Because uh, Alan Rickman and David Bowie and all that stuff. Um, another guy that we yeah. lost, Lemmy. Yeah, from the Eagles, right? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Lemmy? You got egg on your face, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Okay, and also, well, then also... Did we lose someone from the Eagles? Gl- uh, Glenn Frey. Is he from the Eagles? Founder and, and guitarist of the Eagles. Has he passed been, away? Mm-hmm. When was this? Yesterday. Oh, damn. Tough week for... What yeah. is happening for, Something in the arts? It's all cancer, man. It's like all the cancer coming up to get us. See, I want to talk about that. Like, why do you think cancer has become so much more prevalent? Is it because of, like, what we're eating? And this, it's, something and this I th- it's something I think about all the time. Is, it, is cancer more prevalent or is, do we know about it more? I definitely think it's more prevalent. I think it is too. Because I, I know people, like, personally... I, I remember when I was growing up, like cancer was something that someone else was going through. You know, yeah, someone, someone else is someone else. But now it's like friends, yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. parents. Like, yeah, even then, like my uncle, I had one uncle who died of cancer. My mom had was diagnosed with cervical cancer, but she, they caught it early, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Um, a bunch of Australian friends I know have skin cancer, but that's because yeah. they have no ozone layer. Yeah, yeah. I, I have half a mind to go get checked soon, just because I, I know I'm not right for some reason, but like, I don't know what it is. Um, is it because of your micropenis? Yeah. It's not cancer. That's the opposite of cancer. It's small. It's, it's way too tiny. Get cancer, if you, if you guys never really thought about it or know, it's just, it's basically your body is for some reason fucked up and it's making more cells in a particular area than it needs to. That's all cancer is. Yeah. I just think... It's stupid and it's annoying. Like, there's there's just way too many factors because the world is, has changed so rapidly in yeah, the last 20 be, years. Technology. Think, like, maybe Wi-Fi is giving us cancer. <laughs> dude, I... I I'm doubtful. But here's the thing, um, and I don't know, and I don't know how to research this, but I think if you plot the Industrial Revolution, or no, actually, if you hear, hear, if you plot um, maybe something like 
um, global temperatures. Just mm-hmm. like the effect of man on the world, I think they'll coincide with cancer rates as well. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I think we're... The food... I mean, I... Like, I don't... I, I actually have... I attribute a lot of it to food. Yeah. But do your research because, like, GMOs are fine. They're fine. Yeah. Genetically mo- modified organisms? Genetically modified... Organisms, yeah. I'm sure they're fine, but, like, you got to think about long-term effects and mass consumption and things that, like, are not completely up to code. Yeah, but, know? I mean, do your research because the latest research has shown that GMOs are fine. Like, yeah. it's easy, it's it's so easy to come to the conclusion that GMOs are, are not, because genetically because, modified. Yeah, anything or, that's not oh, natural. Oh, oh. Anything that's not natural it's becomes not, like, oh, it's bad. No, but, it's not. no, I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I think in terms of our food, I mean, People could eat healthier because especially nowadays when like, even healthy food has been um, pumped up with all kinds of antibiotics. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, I just, who knows? I mean, the only thing I can guarantee you will give you cancer is fucking cigarettes. So stop smoking. Stop smoking, guys. Yeah. Don't don't smoke anymore. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've been trying to get my friends to quit, but, you know, it's the kind of thing really... It's tough. You no, know, it's, it's, it's almost ridiculously stupid because they want to quit. They make resolutions to quit. They're like, "Oh, don't let me smoke in front of you." It's not quit. It's not stupid. It's kind of evil. Yeah, and then it's like, like how they don't want to. Yeah, because it's addictive. Like I used to smoke. I smoke socially as well. So I'm a hypocrite. But you know, hypocrisy is not that bad. Um, (laughs) Smoking's worse. It really is. Um, It's it's you do you feel better? You feel they smoke because they want to feel that nicotine. Yeah, they become addicted to it, and like cigarette companies will fucking really heighten the addictive factor it's just jerk off into a cup I'm sure that feels better you can't smoke it though once you drink you can't smoke your jizz I tried it it doesn't work it no. smells weird too yeah. um that was the news that was the news that, that is the wrong thing again I'm sorry that is things the you want to say <laughs> world news interviews <laughs> no one's ever going to be shoes television movie sports races rants horse so many things in the world we're in we just heard, heard about, about that thing. All right, then. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, before we wrap it up, let's go into our final segment, favorite thing. Now, before we go on with this segment, I want to say, in all honesty, John and I are running out of shit to talk about in favorite thing. Yeah, we didn't imagine we we're going to go this long. Yeah. We, th- we told you 33 of our favorite things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have I have a list here that's super random and it doesn't yeah. seem it's worth talking about. But So, um, at any point, you guys have an idea, be it on the bus, you're just walking around, having a shower, having shower thoughts. And, you know, you, you think uh, of a cool topic t- for us to talk about in terms of favorite things. Just tweet it right at us. And here, I got one. We'll put it in the list. I got like, one. for real, like, we, we have a list, but it's slowly going dry. So, give us suggestions. We need favorite things to talk about. So, if you have a favorite thing that you might want us to talk about, let us know. And that, with that said, hit that funky music. We, oh, haven't, oh, we did haven't. We? Did uh, we? No, no, sorry, no, we haven't. No, we did the outro. I'm dumb. Alright, just... Randomly, going off my list, no real segue. Yep. Nathan, who is your favorite painter? <laughs> Do you have a favorite painter or artist? Oh, I'm shit with visual art, man. I don't, I'm, I'm not a huge follower of visual art. Um, but I will say, <clears throat> who's that guy that does like the blocky shit? Is it Rothko? What? Okay. Like, 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 it's just like colors. It's yeah. Just col- is that Rothko? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's Mark Rothko. He's one of my favorites. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think of what he calls them. 
I forgot. But have you ever seen a Rothko in person? I have. Dude, okay, for those of you guys who don't know, Mark Rothko is a abstract expressionist, which is like, he was active in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, uh, 50s and 60s, and he committed suicide. And he's one of those paintings that are like, what the fuck is that? It's just, it's just color. Yeah. But it's blocks of color on a huge canvas, or sometimes medium-sized canvas, yeah. No, they're hu- yeah. They can be gigantic. Huge. Yeah. They're huge. Like, and, like, he was very, okay, no, actually, actually, maybe Martha Rothko might be my favorite painter, too. But he's certainly the one I'm most fascinated in. Yeah. Because he just painted the most, he captured an idea, uh, yeah. a feeling deep in your guts. Yeah. Like, my favorite story of his of all time is that he got hired mm. and paid $50,000, which with inflation is like millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to paint for a hotel, right? That's right. The Seagram building. Oh, no, no. The restaurant. The Four, the four Seasons restaurant in the Seagram's building. Yeah. They wanted to do a bunch of murals. And he was and like... And they were like, oh, famous painter. He's been making waves. Let's yeah, he get, was just hot. Let's just get Mark Rothko. And he was like, oh, I want to make these rich bankers just vomit their food. Yeah. Because like, if you see his paintings, it's nothing like you can see on the internet. You have to experience them in person. Um, for me, the best... I've seen Rothko's in two, three different museums. Uh, the best one was this one in Washington, D.C., where it's called the Phillips Collection, mm-hmm. where they had, oh my God, yeah, they had a room this big, Nathan. Yeah. The room that we're in, the studio. And they had four paintings, one on each wall. Oh, jeez. And they had the lights down low. Because how he wants you to experience it was like, you wanted to be, he wanted you to be like this close from it, like about yeah. a foot from it. Yeah. And really let, let the painting engulf your total vision. When you do that and you relax and you just sit there, something happens, man. The yeah. fucking paint starts vibrating and you start feeling shit. I almost burst into tears. Yeah. It's like that episode of Parks and Rec where, like, Tom's like, <laughs> these shapes are giving me emotions. Is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something about Rothko's paintings, I've only seen one in person at the MoMA with you, actually. Um, <coughs> years ago. Mm. This was ages ago. Yeah. Like, before we were even that close. 2008? Yeah, there Nine? 2006 no, no. or seven. yeah. Nah, I didn't know you back then. Uh, it's like nine oh, no, no, no. ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something. It was it was a while ago, but that was the first time I saw Rothko in person, and it struck me because yes, it's extremely simple. It's basically just like rectangles and squares it's on a rectangles color and fields. What does he call it? There's something he calls it. But what was that one? It. That was blue background, white, and yellow. There were three. I remember oh, that yeah. there were three. Um, and something about it, it just made me... It, okay, it, I didn't get as visceral emotions as you did, but it just made me yeah, because, think about art. Yeah, because you were in the moment when there's like you're surrounded by people, the yeah. lighting is too bright, and yeah. but yeah, made it, you think it, about art, which is good. It made me think about art as a concept, art as a business, art as a form, and his, that I think that's what art should do, you know? Mm-hmm. I think art that is that just makes you go like, cool, is not good art. Good art really makes you sit down and like really think about life and think about what this art has in the world, uh, what place this art has in the world. And that's, for the most part, what Rothko did for me. I recognize that, you know, his, his paintings might bring very raw emotion to people, might affect people in crazy ways. But for me, for the most part, it was less of a physical reaction and more of a, geez, this is crazy. They were beautiful in a very strange way, but it, yeah. more so they just made me think. That's the thing, because they're so easy to write off, right? It's like, okay, it's color. It's, it's color. It, it's like it's like seeing a, uh, what's his face? It, Pollock. Pollock. It's like seeing a Jackson Pollock and going, ah, it's just fucking splatters. But it's meticulously thought out. It's um, With Rothko, it is. With yeah. Pollock, it's not. He's the opposite. He was like in the moment of like, this is how I feel. I'm just going to go drip thing. It was like, no, no. Oh, okay, sorry. I phrased that weirdly. Like, when you look at it, at least when I look at it, 
I see something that's meticulously thought out. I see something that is a vision in someone's mind, mm, and he was able, and he was able to bring that to life like a fucking three D printer. Like <laughs> he didn't even have to like slowly dot it. He was just like, "This is what I want to do," mm-hmm. and it it comes off as like everyone sees it as just bullshit, but I see it as super intentional. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what good art is. There's intention behind it. Maybe it's accidental. I don't know. But for the viewer, for me, I felt there was intention behind it. There was thought put behind it. And there is thought-provoking um, uh, things put behind it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, for guys, if you want to know, let me just go. Let me just double check. On YouTube, if you go to YouTube, and there's a series that came out on the BBC called Power of Art. And they just... Actually, that's a really good place to start if you're like... It's a sequel to Art Attack. It is. It's the same guy, but this is after he was in prison for pedophilia or whatever. It's the power of art. Uh, power of art. They do a whole series. They did Carvaggio, Van Gogh, uh, Picasso, everyone. And then the the one the episode they do on Rothko is very good. Yeah, it's on there. Uh, is it on there? Yeah, it is. Simon Schrama's Power of Art, Mark Rothko. Because, uh, guys, art is so important. And I'm speaking specifically to you, to you Singaporeans who are there. In, in 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 the op- on the opposite side of these earphones. Indeed, not just the only, just not yeah, the Singaporean in this room. Um, art is so important. It's not a luxury. It is an intrinsic part of art. When a, a society focuses of on life, art, I think you meant to say, yeah, it's yeah, yeah sorry, it's an intrinsic part of life. When when the quality of art goes up, and when a society starts appreciating art, other things, other amazing things happen. Um, Leonardo da Vinci was the same time as well. Leonardo da Vinci, like when 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 progress happens there, it it it's all for the best. So think about art. Think about your place in art. Think about how to make your life more art. Because art to me is just a physical coming. It's it's hard to explain what art is, but it's just something. Anything. It can be anything that makes you think a little bit about the world. And also has some symbol of aesthetics to it. I mean, it sounds stupid, but I, I consider this podcast art, not fine art. It's Pretty something fine art, but I think it makes people think, and I think and that, so. That that qualifies as some kind of think, art. feel, consider, be thoughtful, get into art. Um, my favorite painter, uh, the guy with the afro, Bob, whatever. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. What's his name? Uh, like, oh, soft brushes. Painting the trees and the mountains. Look at the mountains. Bob Ross. Look at those clouds. I'm going to paint a really happy little tree, eh? Oh, just, just, soft brush, just like soft brushes in the yeah, canvas. Yeah, just put a can. Making fluffy clouds. Guys, if you I have not it, seen Bob Ross on YouTube, check out the show notes or just fucking do it yourself. Bob Ross on YouTube is the most... is locked in my dungeon. I think Bob Ross on YouTube is a definition of easier than it looks. Sorry, sorry. Harder than it looks. Man, he makes paintings just like... He makes it look so he's easy. He's like, what, 30 minutes or an hour each episode? It's just yeah. like, I'm just going to paint... Oh, no, this, oh, is the definition, this is the definition of harder than it looks. Because he just makes it look like nothing. He makes it look like he's like using some kind of weird paint hack. It's crazy. Also, he has a very calming voice, and he has the fluffiest afro, and oh, he's amazing. Yeah, I used to watch him on PBS all the time. It was like, because Sesame Street, and then Bob Ross was roughly around there, too. <laughs> no, but really, though, my favorite um, artist, that's a tough one. I mean... Bob Ross. It's not Bob Ross, but he's up there. <laughs> Top three. Um, yeah, I mean, Rothko is definitely up there. Matisse is up there. Ah. Uh, I know I came up with it, but now I don't have one. Now this, I don't this, have- I'm just amazed that this episode has so much range. 
Yeah. From like dildo copters to fine art. That's the title of our <laughs> That's what you get, guys. That's what you see see this is the kind of content that you get from us. High quality, just good shit. <laughs> oh damn. Yeah, let's let's go with the tie then. For once, our favorite uh, painter is the same because really, when I think about it, it really is Rothko. Rothko really is my favorite, and right, he's the then. one who really got me to like delve think about art. into it. Yeah, he he makes people think about art, and I think that's so important. Like you said, art is intrinsic to life. Mm-hmm. Um, special mention though to Henri Matisse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, you do it. Henri Matisse is awesome. Uh, just a really quick story about him. Uh, Henri Matisse was uh, one of the modern masters. He was a contemporary of Picasso and Dali. And I actually have one of his prints that I bought from the MoMA uh, in my wall in my bedroom. And it's my favorite story. Um, the painting I have, uh, and I'll, this will be in the show notes, is called Icarus. And it's not a painting, even though Henri was a prolific painter. But it's actually a paper cutout. So when he was old, Nathan, on his deathbed, practically, in his 70s, 80s, living in this warm French countryside or whatever, he continued making art until his dying day. So what he did was he would cut paper, and he would have assistants paste it up. So he has all these things, these cutouts. And actually went to an exhibit in MoMA that was all about his cutouts. Mm. And this one is of, of, of Icarus, the, the Greek mythology of the guy who flew close, close, to the, close to the sun and fell to the earth. And it's beautiful and it's in and of itself. But I just love that story that, like... Until his dying day, he was making art. And his body wouldn't let him paint? That, fine, I'll figure out something else. And, oh, I can't do that? I'll figure something else. I can't hold the scissors myself? Okay, I will direct my assistants how to do it. And he did it up to his fucking dying day. And if you can make art into your dying day, if you can make your whole life art from beginning to end, I think you lived a pretty good life. He is made of art. He is. Yeah. And we are all made of stardust. Uh, yeah, to make art is... I think it's a fairly noble thing because you're giving something to the world, creating something that wasn't there before mm-hmm. and making people feel, you know, I mean, just like, what's your face? Something, the, the Bill Cosby rap girl. Sure. Like that's art. It's not good art. It's art. Cause then though. you can put your critical hat on. It's art. It's definitely art. It's, it's art. It makes you think about the condition of the world. I mean, we just spoke about it and I feel like that's what art does. Art makes you think about things and mm-hmm. it may, I mean, for better or for worse, that just made us think of the state of the world. Sure. <laughs> And yeah, man, sure. I, I I put her up there with 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 Rothko and Matisse, <laughs> just not above bottom. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this was a fun episode, Nathan. Thank you guys Cheers, so much man. for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with Patreon. us. Thank you for liking, Patreon. sharing, Patreon. telling a friend. Patreon. Check out the Patreon. Patreon. Page. Finally, check out all the things, guys. We love you. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a great week ahead. We'll see you this time again Wednesday, and. Thanks for. I, I feel like we need to have like a like a like a set tagline at the end. Sure. Um, Let's make one up right now. Stay non-rapey. Stay no no. It has to be something timeless. Oh, okay. I feel like rape comes and goes like rapists. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. Um, but uh, so, something timeless. Uh, hmm. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for hanging. Uh, always be a good hang. Mm. Uh, um. Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Nathan, thanks for the hang. John, thanks for the hang. Guys, thanks for the hang. It loses a little bit of Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. Kind of like it. Thanks for the Tom Hanks. Thanks for the hang. I like it. All right, we're sticking with it. 
Thanks for the hang! Goodbye! <laughs> I don't know things, guys. I'm an idiot. I'm an I-D-G-I-T. An, an idiot.